0: Welcome to the Traveling Image Makers Podcast, your source of inspiration about travel photography. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride as we bring you on a tour around the world with our guests.
1: But ever since the movie, quite honestly, I've, you know, I've left a lot of... The stability that I had back in New York, I've kind of gone full force into this right now. But just, I've given up basically the life that I had in that movie. It's changed relatively, um, you know, dramatically, and I'm I'm living full time right now, uh, out on the road and shooting pictures. I've definitely tried to design my life to to uh, be able to do these trips full time and as much as I possibly can right now.
0: Hello, this is episode 70 of the Travelling Image Makers podcast with your hosts Hugo Che and Ralph Velasco. Not so long ago, a friend of ours suggested that we watch a movie called Traveller on Amazon Prime Video, and so we got to learn about the existence of Nicolas Syracuse. Nicolas is a young photographer who has traveled extensively across the USA, but unlike many others, not in search of beautiful landscapes and cityscapes, or jumping from a flight to a taxi and to a hotel. Rather, he shared the road with the drifters, the hobos, the train hoppers that are so easy to ignore and who are the main subject of his photographs. Traveller is a documentary directed by filmmakers Sam Roden and Nick Hartanto that follows Nicholas in his travels and his encounters, besides giving a glimpse of the uneasy relationship between him and his girlfriend. Nicholas Syracuse is a restless soul whose approach to travel and photography is very much different from that of our typical guests, but the stories he tells are compelling and moving. We hope you will enjoy listening to them. You will be able to find all the show notes for this episode at ttim.photo forward slash 70. if you like this episode and all the others the best thing that you can do for us is to share it online with your friends and followers that will help us a lot and it will be very much appreciated and now let's listen to our interview with nicholas syracuse okay so we are here Uh, With Nicholas Syracuse, uh, who is connected with us from uh, Washington, D.C., if I understand correctly. And uh, hello, Nicholas. How are you? Yeah, hi. And uh, on the other uh, side, we have Ralph Velasco, our usual co-host, who is uh, connecting with us from Tel Aviv, Israel. Is that right, Ralph?
2: That's right. I'm over here on uh, on the other side of uh, east 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 of you, I guess, and uh, way east of Nicholas. But yeah, my first time to Israel. I'm uh, really enjoying it.
0: So it's uh, we have three continents online here, and I'm pretty amazed that we managed to be uh, all of three uh, together at the same time. Because if I'm not mistaken, you Nicholas, you changed over to daylight savings times couple of weeks ago right here in Mm -hmm. Europe we haven't switched yet and I think in Israel you switched yesterday right Ralph
2: yeah uh, for some reason here they they switched time at uh, you know early in the morning Friday and uh, so went from two to three o'clock in the morning very quickly and so most countries I think around the world change on I think late Saturday night early Sunday morning and for some reason here they do it on a Thursday, Friday, and I don't know why we can't just all get together and do it at one time,
0: <laughs> <laughs> or, or not do it at, all, <laughs> not topic, it at all. But that'll be a topic. That'll be a topic maybe for another conversation. I'm I'm surprised that we actually managed to <laughs> to agree and not mistake the, the the time and be off by one hour also <laughs> on okay. either side. Okay, mm-hmm. that's fun. So, um, Nicholas. So. Uh, it's nice to to meet you. It's nice to to make your acquaintance. Uh, been
1: uh, Yeah, likewise. Thanks for inviting me. This is great.
0: Following your work mm-hmm. for a bit. Can you just uh give a little um, a little bit of uh background because I couldn't find much about you online, uh your biography, where do you come from? Can you tell us uh, uh and to our listeners who is Nicholas Syracuse?
1: Um yeah. Uh let's see um from the United States born in Arizona um, pretty much grew up around DC um, and basically ever since I've been you know early teenager been hitting the road um, cross country uh, and it's that process starting to infuse photography um, in that to sort of document some of these travels
0: Are you a professional photographer or do you have another job?
1: Yeah actually I I work a lot in New York um, in the production end of photography and sort of the fashion world. Um, but really, the photography is more of just like a, um, a labor of love basically, that I've been doing ever since I was a young teenager.
0: So, as I was mentioning in the introduction, I got to know you through uh, this documentary called The Traveler. Um, and can you tell us a bit about uh, Traveler? How was the genesis of it? How was the idea conceived
1: Yeah, right. Uh, You know, I've been doing these travels and, you know, shooting pictures basically for myself for for many years, ever since probably uh, since I was, about 15 um, when I took my first, you know, cross-country road trip. Uh, But Traveler eventually um, happened because of a guy that I had met years, maybe at this point about five years ago back in uh, Brooklyn, Um, you know, and he was a filmmaker. Um, And I was telling him about just some of the stuff that I've been doing and that I was about to leave on another trip. And at that moment, we sort of, uh, you know, connected and he decided to take about a week to uh, travel cross country with me. Um, And that was just sort of, you know, very loose sort of uh, 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 trip where I was actually that time I was shooting a lot of Super 8 um, and we did a lot of Super 8. Uh, shots which actually you do see some of that in the in the movie traveler and then um probably about three years after that um he called me and wanted to get in touch and wanted to see if i might be interested in um another trip
2: with him where he could actually start trying to do a uh, documentary about the you know what we could find for people that aren't familiar with it, why don't you give us a little background about exactly what Traveler is? Because I was just introduced to it when Ugo uh, gave me the show notes for this this episode. And why don't you give us a little background about the uh, the movie itself?
1: Yeah, the movie is a, a documentary that sort of uh, starts out in New York, but basically follows me uh, for a few weeks as we uh, travel across country. Um, Sort of as I'm documenting, sort of my own experiences and my interests, and the other people, the other travelers that we meet on the road. Um, you know, there are points where, uh, you know, we take some, we we follow some guys on some trains um, as well. It uh, basically is sort of a, you know, shadows, sort of my own. Uh, Quest to shoot uh, pictures out along the, uh, the American road of of things I find interesting also the other people that I find um, along that road and that I sort of uh, you know just have a personal interest in and sort of kinship
2: with so in watching the documentary uh, you meet with a lot of people that are travelers along the road knowing I mean, how you uh, you know came upon them how you befriended them how you got them to, uh, you know, participate in the documentary and to be able to photograph them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know,
1: before this, I mean, I've been doing I've been doing my own trips and travels. Uh, you know, pretty consistently. Um, you know, for a long time, for many years. Um, and, you know, along these trips, you know, I, I pick people up. I give people rides. Um, you know, I think there's just sort of a, a inherent sort of common sort of interest that we have, um, and bond when I meet people out on the road, um, you know, usually it's pretty isolated places. Um, but in the movie, it's a little bit different because I had two, two other people with me we we're sort of, uh, you know, sharing a car. Um, so it's a little bit different dynamic within that, but, you know, I think that, um, there's just sort of a You know, there's something a little bit unspoken, I think, when you meet people out on the road that, you know, there's a commonality, there's a a common place that you can connect to um, with people. Um, And I think that a lot of times we just, it's enjoyable to sort of share some time and experience with people in that context. So it really isn't very hard to, you know, to connect with people or to, you know, to shoot pictures of people. so, but, you know, it's all happenstance. It all happens sort of spontaneously, and I think that's kind of the beauty of it. I think we all just sort of set, our, you know, set out uh, with une- no expectations and kind of see how things come together and look for these interesting connections and in spontaneity that, uh, that comes only through, like, I guess, just lots of flooring, driving, looking.
0: I would like to ask you a bit of a uh personal question and in order to do this I want to start by quoting some of the the words that you say in the movie and you say why can't I be out here doing this all the time sometimes I wonder if I'm being completely truthful to myself to not be on the road at all times it's definitely where a lot of my strength and comfort is I'm very much in love with living and being here there's nothing I want to do more than just keep living and experiencing life So what answer do you give yourself to the question of why can't I be on the road all the time?
1: You know, in order to do the trips that I've I've done, I have to sort of have a little bit of a home base that I can sort of retreat to, to, uh, you know, sometimes make the, uh, the money that I need to go back out. But everything basically is geared towards that next trip. So when I'm sitting back at home or, you know, developing or scanning negatives, that kind of thing, I'm... You know, I'm really always looking forward to just going back out and c- continue to shoot. Um, there's always that longing to, uh, you know, just to continue it, you know, because really that's every day that I'm out on the road is a day that I can take a picture. Every day that I'm back home is like, you know, is sort of lost time to me. Um, but there's sort of that duality that you have to sort of exist in, you know, to, um, to sort of keep this thing going. Um, but so, you know, there's always that inner question of, you know, You know, how can I dig in deeper? How can I go further? How can I make this more like a direct part of my life? So there's a lot that you sort of have to like uh, sacrifice and deal with trying to make that happen. Um, But ever since the movie, quite honestly, I've, you know, I've left a lot of the stability that I had back in New York. I've kind of gone full force into this right now, but just I've given up. Basically the life that I had in that movie it's changed relatively um, you know dramatically, and i'm I'm living full time right now uh, out on the road and shooting pictures. I've definitely tried to design my life to to uh, be able to do these trips full time and as much as I possibly can right now.
0: The trips that you did before they ended up in the in the movie. Where is everything that you are shooting now going to end up into if you have any, Upcoming projects, uh, movies, books. Uh, what's the what is going to be the the output of all this traveling?
1: That's a good question. I mean, I think really, I'm just you know, my main interest is in the explorations and the shooting. Um, but I would like to to compile it into some form um, for traveler. The traveler work. I'd love to be able to put that into a book and maybe do some shows. Um, that's how I kind of see that in the near future. But I do see basically. My work as a life project, like, um, like I said, I've been, I've been trying to, you know, moving into the photography end of it, but the traveling has always been a part of my life since, you know, an early teenager, and I imagine it'll probably contend to the end of my life. So I, I really kind of do see it as a, a very long, ongoing project, but it would be nice to ever, ever so often sort of be able to reflect on what I've done. So I would like to uh, put a lot of this more current work into a, a form like a book.
2: At the beginning of the movie, uh, it shows you getting ready to to leave on this venture, uh, this adventure. And uh, do you have a wife or a significant other, your girlfriend?
1: Yeah, that was uh, yeah. that was uh, Lexi. A, she's very you know significant other at, at that point. We sort of had to part ways at this time, but yeah, that was um, you know. I've been, at that point, I was in New York for about six years, and the whole reason why I went to New York was for that relationship. But you know,
2: how was it become, how was it to leave her like that for these venture these adventures?
1: Yeah, I mean it's always a
2: little difficult and um, you know
1: I got to I g I I a hand at her for, for many you know many times where I go out for months at a time, be able to um, not get too um, discouraged by you know my absence. Um, but you know it's a lot to ask from somebody as well. So um, you get to a point where you know the sacrifices that you're making, you don't want to actually have to ask those same sacrifices for somebody else. So, um, you know, at this time, yeah, we just sort of, we've parted ways. I mean, we're still great friends, we're very close, but um, I think we both, both had, you know, ideas that we needed to sort of accomplish. And uh, at this point, it's better that we sort of, uh, you know, do those separately.
0: I would like to uh, shift the subject a little bit towards uh, your subjects. Uh, towards uh, the hobos, the drifters, the train hoppers, uh, however you want to call them, that are the uh, in front of your camera most of the time. And I'm going to do so by quoting uh, you again from the movie where you say, it's not selfish to do what makes you happy in life. So I would like to ask, uh, do you think that the, those people, they lead that kind of life uh, constantly on the road because it makes them happy?
1: yeah it's a good question. I think that there's um I think we all sort of start out on these on these trips with the with adventure in our eyes and um uh, in our heart. I think we're looking for something um a sense of fulfillment or um adventure. you know happiness sometimes is is fleeing, but I think ultimately fulfillment is probably the um uh, the more important idea behind it. you know I think in a lot of ways we're compelled to just keep exploring, keep trying to uh, create new adventures or uh, experiences. There's a lot of, uh, you got to follow all your intuition or, you know, there's a lot of challenges that you find that are fulfilling and the movement itself is fulfilling. Happiness is sometimes fleeting within that. I think there's, you get to a point where you start to realize what you give up in order to maintain that lifestyle. So um, there's a lot of sacrifices people make and it's definitely not, not easy for a lot of people. Um, but there is an internal sort of drive and persistence that keeps people doing it. I think there's a lot of personal strength that can be gained through it. And for those people who are still moving, still you know out there on that road or uh, exploring, um, I think within that movement, there's still a, a sense of uh, optimism and um, that I think that I'm really drawn towards. And um, it's the people who stop moving, I think, that um, start to lose sight of, Perhaps the, um, I don't know, it's uh, it's it's a difficult question really is, you know, whether people are completely fulfilled or happy.
0: Yeah, a difficult question in general asking what makes people happy. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's hard <Right>. to say.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway, do you, do you somehow keep contact with some of those people?
1: Yeah, um, you know, some people, you know, you'll meet and you'll, and, you know, a lot of people don't have contact and for, uh, ways to stay in touch. Um, but a lot of people are still connected through the Internet. Um, so a lot of them, yeah, I'm actually still in pretty good constant talk, contact with. Do consider them friends. You know, there are people that, like I was saying, that you meet and you'll know you'll never see them again. So, you know, there's an importance on on those moments and sort of um, sharing some good stories or some good connections there in the moment. I do see people off and on um, in different places. You know, I do link up with people um, again and again over time. And there's some people that I would love to see again and meet again, but I just know that likelihood of that is probably uh, pretty slim. You know, there's a lot of people I would still love to, to meet again. There's a particular guy um, named Gerald who uh, is in the movie briefly. Um, there's an old uh, video that I took of him, in an interview with him. Um, yeah, Gerald was a guy that I met up in the mountains of New Mexico. He was just walking uh, down the highway. You know, he wasn't asking for a ride, just pretty much out in the middle of nowhere. I'm um, just walking by himself, but I pulled over, you know, started talking with him for a while and um, gave him a ride. But he's always really intrigued me. He um, he was a guy who was in college, went was heavily into studying physics and sort of on a path of, um, uh, you know, academic path. And he did some traveling over in Europe and then went back to the States and basically realized he just wanted to continue traveling, and he was just basically—he uh, just walks out on the highway. He's been doing at that point. He had been doing it for about twelve years. Does it full time? He never—he, you know, was telling me he rarely ever stops for any reason. Um, but he's—you know—he simplified his life into just that process of walking, which I found really intriguing, really interesting. You know, there's there's some video of him in the uh in the documentary that i had taken years before but he's one of these guys who i would really love to to find again Um, but he's also completely disconnected from everything so you know whenever i'm driving around where i'm out there sometimes i hope to to come across him again
0: so our podcast is all about the intersection between travel and photography And, and in this respect i would like to ask you a question to ask you what in your uh, in your life is the intersection between travel and photography or more specifically uh, do you travel because it allows you to find subjects to, to photograph or is your photography a way to somehow justify uh, or explain your traveling to yourself and to others i hope the the question is clear it's a bit convoluted
1: no i think um I started out as just wanting to, to travel, and within that process, going out and then coming back with um, no way to to relive those moments or share those moments with the people, I started taking a camera with me. And over those years, it just the camera started to become more and more important, and this sort of tool in order to connect with people. And hopefully, um, hopefully the photographs are able to sort of transcend those experiences and maybe show a... A deeper connection or a more poetic sort of view on the experience, but I do believe it's at this point it's um, you know, it's so intertwined that it's it's kind of hard to separate either one of them from me. But it definitely comes initially, definitely through just this instinct and desire to want to travel, and then the photography end of it has just become such an important part of it. And you know, it's a little bit it's too bad on some level it becomes sometimes a barrier between my connection with the experience or with sometimes the connections with the people that I meet. But I still feel like it's a very valuable experience to be out there
2: looking and searching with the hopes of taking a photograph.
0: I guess that answers my question.
2: I know Traveler is available on Amazon Prime Video right now. Are there any other outlets where people can find it and, and watch it themselves?
1: Yeah, we went through a process of screening it um, when it first uh, came out of some festivals um but at this point i think it is just available on amazon i would like to find you know some other avenues for it um but the filmmakers they've moved on to some other projects and um so at this point i'm not really sure what other options we have to um to you know for people just to see it
0: so we're um aside from amazon prime video um and where people can find Traveller and I encourage them to, uh, to to search for it if they have Amazon Prime because it's uh, it's um, I mean I really loved it I watched it the other day and uh, it was uh, I couldn't stop watching and listening to the stories of those people uh, but uh, aside from that where can people find more about you online do you have a, a, your own website or mm-hmm. social media channels where people can keep in touch with you and maybe learn about your new adventures.
1: Yeah. Um, I have a website. It's a uh, road photo.com and I also keep an Instagram and, um, a Facebook page that I rarely sort of update, but um, you know those are all ways to sort of stay in touch
0: okay we'll put links in the in the show notes to to that, and uh, I think uh, that we are at the end of our allotted time for this interview so I would like to thank you for for being our guest today Very stimulating uh, conversation I think that's something you need for everyone to to consider about their possible approaches to life as i was saying in the introduction we have people who have uh, taken up a nomadic life uh, traveling all the time but for most of them traveling means uh, going from one uh, airport to the other uh, flights maybe business class flights uh, hotels uh, tropical beaches and so on uh, yours is a different kind of travel and i think it has a it's uh it's important to consider that and not just think that uh, a life of travel is always a glamorous life so thanks for uh reminding us of that
1: well, i appreciate it thank you for you know thank you for the invite it's been great
0: you're welcome um ralph before we sign off uh, anything you you would like to add or maybe i know you you are in israel you went there for uh for a conference so can you tell us a bit about it maybe we'll do a little episode about it or your next travels what's up for you in uh, upcoming for you in the near future
2: sure yeah i was just here in israel uh in jerusalem specifically speaking at tbex which is the travel bloggers exchange i was uh rolling out the uh program that i for organizer training where i'm teaching people how to organize and lead their own trips and so I got a really good response from all the travel bloggers uh, people that are looking for other ways to make an income from travel so uh, that went really well now I'm in Tel Aviv for a couple of days and then I'm off to uh, Spain and Portugal to uh, continue putting together this program then I'll be leading trips to Morocco which is sold out and then I've got a Baltic trips which I've got a couple spots left on that for may if anyone is interested in coming along please let us know you can go to photoenrichment.com and you can find me on all the social media outlets at photoenrichment and at ralph Velasco.
0: great and as for me you can find me at uh, ucphoto.me any usual social media channels uh, you'll find everything on on my website and uh with that I'll just uh, again say thanks to to Nicholas for being with us today and remind uh, everyone that you can find uh, all the links and show notes for this episode at ttim.photo forward slash70 that's seven zero and if you would like to leave us a review on iTunes that would be very much appreciated so thank you very much for listening and until next episode all the best and take care.